when you see Earth, I want you to think not only of the planet, but also think of all humanity. Okay? So understand this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, and the earth, or we can also say man, was formless and empty, and darkness covered the face of the deep, the innermost part of us. Darkness. And if you look now at a state of man, and especially man that is not born again, you will see darkness covering the face of man. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I greet you once again in the wonderful name of Jesus. His name is above all other names, and we give him praise today. And I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. No matter where you are all around the world, we want you to know that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled, The Preeminence of Christ. Today's subtitle is, A Prophetic Picture of First. That's right, A Prophetic Picture of First. We had a dynamic time today, and I really do want you to hear this message from the Lord. I believe it's going to change your life. Don't forget to join us on the web 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. You can hear today's message and download it, as well as part two, part one, and so many more. When you go to the website, just look for the picture, The Preeminence of Christ, or click on the Media tab. And don't forget to install the Kingdom Rock app on your mobile device. We're going to have a great time together. Whether you're washing the car, cooking, cleaning, or exercising, or just going about your day, take Kingdom Rock with you. We're going to have a dynamic time worshiping the Lord together. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, A Prophetic Picture of First, which is part three of the series, The Preeminence of Christ, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. The Preeminence of Christ. Turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to go straight back, uh, starting um, in the book of Colossians. Once again, Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. And I'm going to read uh, this to you out of the New Living Translation first. And then we're going to go a little bit further on in King James. So I really want you to, to hear today. I really want you to uh, just observe. If you need a Bible, we have some Bibles in the back. And I'm sure the ushers will, will be able to grab you one if you need one. Uh, Colossians 1 verses 15 through 20. What I've written on the board here, um, well, trying to draw, it's not an egg. This is actually a planet. This is actually Earth. It looks like an egg, I know. But it's, if you use your imagination and picture it as being round, Okay, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, so we have here, you'll see this earth, and uh, for right now, we'll use this as a heavenly realm, a heavenly place where the Father dwells. Okay, just use your imagination, okay? All right, let me pull this over just a little bit further. And we go ahead and get started. Uh, Colossians. Colossians 1, verse, verses um, 15 through 20. I'm going to read this to you out of the New Living Translation, and then we're going to go a little bit further into King James, and we're going to go even further today, all right, for the time that we have today. I'm very excited, and I pray that you are too. 
Colossians 1, verse 15 through 20, out of the New Living Translation, sounds like this. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was, uh, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Now, let me read verses 17 and 18 with you on the, in the King James Version. Then we'll go further. Verse 17 says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Remember, we're in a series entitled The Preeminence of Christ. Preeminence means, once again, the first place. Preeminence is the first place or to be first or to hold first place. Christ must hold first place in every area of your life. We gave you the image of the solar system there where the sun, we know the sun, the word sun is spelled S-U-N, the big ball of fire in the sky. But we see how all the planets, how God arranged all the planets where the sun is the center of everything. And this is our example where we know, the, here again, the word is, is, is written S-U-N, but uh, the word S-U-N sounds like the word S-O-N, and this is really the proper position of all our lives, where the Son, Jesus, is the center of our universe in everything. Amen? So, here again, everything was created for him. Uh, everything was created by him or through him, and everything was created for him. So everything in existence, whether the Father breaks it down here, whether we can see them or we cannot see them, everything was created by him and for him. Do we grab a hold of that? Amen. Everything was created by him and for him. And because of that, he has the preeminence. All right, he has total control or mastery over it. Now, last week we ended off, now of course you can get the message from last week, it's available on the table there and also online. We spoke from the subject of first things first. And today we're going to get right back into the series and we'll speak from the uh, subtitle, A Prophetic Picture of First. A Prophetic Picture of First. So let's go back now to the book of Genesis. Genesis, the first chapter. 
Genesis, the first chapter, and uh, we're going to do just a little bit of reading here. Genesis 1, Genesis 1, and uh, we'll be looking at uh, verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to read just a little bit for you uh, out of the King James Version, then we'll go a little bit further. Remember, we also talked about uh, a term called the law of first mentions, where something is first mentioned in the Bible, the very first mention of something in the Bible usually carries its that same meaning all throughout the entire Bible. You'll see pictures of it or types or shadows of it through the entire Bible. So uh, the purpose of us coming to Genesis is to see where the word first is first mentioned and how it is used. And I'm telling you, uh, through my studies in prayer, I have found that this definition of first how first is used here does travel all the way through the scripture, which tells us as well, as we allow Christ to have first place in our lives, this definition will also hold true in your life as well. In every place in your life where you allow him to be first, where you crown him first, where you allow him to have the stool, so to speak, where he sits on the stool or he sits on the throne of your life. Whoever sits on the throne controls all things. And when we allow Christ to sit on that throne, you'll see that this definition of first will be applied all through. Okay? So Genesis, the uh, first chapter, uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 because this is talking about what happened there on the first day of what we call creation, first day of creation. Now, as you're getting that, let me just bring out a few other things. First, here again, it has power. Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. There's a reason for that. The church meets, began to meet also on the first day of the week. The Lord tells us as far as the tithe, the tenth, to bring the first fruits of our income. The Lord Jesus says, if you have different needs in your life, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He says, if you have all against your brother and you bring in a gift to the house of God, he says, leave your gift and first reconcile to your brother and then come back and handle the gift. There are so many examples, even as it relates to um, living a godly lifestyle. He says, if you find sin in someone else's life, he said, this is what you do. The first thing you do, he said, if you, if you see, he said, how can you uh, deal with the speck in your brother's eye except you first pull out the moat that's in your eye, Amen. the beam rather that's in your eye. Amen. You'll have to deal with things in proper order. There is an order of first. Amen. Okay. And it goes straight on through scripture. I can keep going and going and going. When we deal with things first, and what is the first and greatest commandment? Well, you're going to know God, him, before anything and everything. The first, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. And then the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. God is always first. He is always the center of everything. Everything points back to him. Okay. All right, so this is wonderful. So, if we go to uh, Genesis, Genesis 1, 
Genesis 1, we see here, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I'm reading to you out of the King James Version. No, actually, this is, I have the new King James Version here. Let me flip over for a second. Oh, and my handy dandy, handy dandy Bible here. All right. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Of course, we said that the word here translated is heavens. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, what? Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called what? night. Very important that you understand that. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and morning were the first day. Amen? Amen. So here again, to understand this prophetic picture, we've got to understand what takes place here on what we call the first day. What takes place? There, are, there is a picture that God gives us first to understand. If we can understand what's going on at this moment and understand how the Father relates to it, then we'll get a greater understanding of, of the victory that we are to be having right this very moment as we place him first. Are you, are you, are you understanding? So let's look at the picture as to what's happening now. Beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right, he's done that. Let's just call right now this earth, okay, and we have heavens. Heavens, we know, we know very well that there are three heavens. One is the uh, very throne of God. That's the, the highest heaven where the very throne of God is, right? Second heaven is outer space. Outer space. Okay, I'll say this is the highest heaven here. Highest heaven. Okay, highest heaven, outer space would be the second heaven. So uh, this would actually be what we call the third heaven, and here's a second heaven. And then there's an atmosphere around the earth. We also call that the sky. The atmosphere around the earth, really the sky, and this is also known as the first, first heaven. Okay? Now, we know that this atmosphere uh, around the earth was not created here on the first day. The atmosphere around the earth was actually created in the second day. As a matter of fact, we can look at that. Let me flip back over to New Living Translation, verse number six. It says, Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. Uh, and that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. The evening passed and the morning came, making, or rather marking, the second day. Okay, waters, what do we call the waters that are in the heavens? The water we call the waters of the heaven. When you look up, clouds, okay? So we know in the very beginning of things that the earth was covered with water. There was some sort of 
we, if we would say a worldwide flood, if, we, if that would be the case, the waters of the earth were so high that it touched uh, the waters above, touched the clouds. So the whole earth was completely water. Okay, I'm sure there was um, some form of um, solid ground, but the solid ground, the firmament wasn't made to further on. But we know from right now that the waters touched the absolute um, clouds. And so the Lord said, let there be an atmosphere, let there be sky. So he calls the waters to recede to give us what's known as the first heaven. Isn't that something? But I want you to see something. So it says the earth was the heaven. God made the heavens and the earth done. And the earth was formless and empty or formless and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. Okay, so at this point, now we're, we're trying to show you, I'm trying to show you a prophetic picture of first and how first operates. So what we see here already, we see a dark planet, a dark planet. How do we know it's dark? Well, the scripture says it again, and darkness covered the face of the deep. It says the earth was formless uh, or void, shapeless, uh, I like what New Living Translation says. It says it was formless and empty. Formless and empty. Now, I want you to understand something. Mankind. There's a picture of a little man there. Mankind was formed from the what? What was his body formed from? The dust of the what? Earth. Here's a prophetic picture of man without God. He is formless. Uh oh, formless. Meaning without purpose. He is void. He is void. He is empty. Are you hearing me? Empty. Man. Okay, so the earth, when you see earth, I want you to think not only of the planet, but also think of all humanity. Okay, so understand this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse two, and the earth, or we can also say man, was formless and empty and darkness covered the face of the deep, the innermost part of us. Darkness. And if you look now at a state of man, and especially man that is not born again, you will see darkness covering the face of man. Darkness covering the innermost being of man. You say, I don't see that, Pastor. Well, look at it. Think about it for a second. Anytime someone goes and takes a gun and kills anybody, period, but kills children, innocent babies. And we could go on down the list of the wickedness of man. How darkness covers the face of the deep old man's innermost beings right now. People can be so cruel and so hateful. Now here again, look at this initial picture. Okay. The earth is dark. It is dark. It is dark. Darkness. Darkness covers Darkness covers. This is the initial picture. Darkness. Think about a dark planet. Okay, that is the case. Again, in in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse two, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. 
the, the uh, New Living Translation says, and then it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay? So we see here right now, we see here the appearance of the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, I don't know how to draw you. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I'm going to draw, a, you know, like a dove, okay? All right. That's a, I, I don't know. Please forgive me, Lord. I don't know. So we see here the Holy Spirit hovering over something that is dark, void, formless, empty. Okay, the Spirit of God, and here again, as we, as we see the earth as also a picture of man, we see here the appearance of God, the Holy Spirit, hovering over the man that is, the man that is um, dark, void, empty, darkness covers him. Okay? Now, what happens here? So this is the setting. I want you to see the setting. Okay, a dark planet. There is no light. Now, if it's darkness, obviously there is no light. Okay, no light. There is a dark planet. And the waters have, um, have risen so much or are so high that it touches the atmosphere, touches the sky, touches clouds. And, and we know further on down the second day, God causes the waters to rescind to make an atmosphere. Okay, so but initially, dark planet. And many times, darkness means no hope. Darkness means something is hidden. Okay, no light. So we see this. All right, so here in verse number three, we see what happens here on the very first day. Now, you've got to understand this. I don't want to get too heady, but there are some things that you have to understand in order for us to get a good grasp on what happens first. And we're going through this to help you understand that if you put Christ first, if you declare him to be first in your life, these are things, the things I'm about to show you will happen in your life. As you decree him to be first, these are things that will happen in your life. And, uh, and it really, I'll have to show you, the Lord is going to show us what happens, what is happening in the invisible realm as you do that, that will have natural consequences. The first thing the Lord says in verse number three, then God said, let there be what? Light. Let there be light. And what happened? And there was light. And God saw the light that it was what? That it was good. All right. For a moment. Now the word let here. Now this is, this is phenomenal. The word let here. Uh, in the scripture, L-E-T, L-E-T, the, the Greek, the, rather, the Hebrew word for let here uh, looks like this. Okay. Ha, ya, ha, ya. <laughs> the Hebrew word for um, Hebrew word for let here is haya. Okay. Now, what does haya make you think of? Karate, right? Interesting to note, isn't it? 
very interesting. Nothing happens, nothing happens by coincidence. The Father knows it all. So he's, I believe, even today communicating a spiritual truth to us through this word, haya. Okay? We're about to see a karate chop. <laughs> One of the first things you'll see as you will, now haya is not mentioned, it's only mentioned in, as, as, far as, the crea- as far as the creation story, it's only mentioned in one other place, and that's actually in uh, verse number one where it says, um, uh, ver- rather verse two, where it says, the earth was formless and empty. The word was there is haya. Well, we look at that, I'm going to show you what these things mean in just a second. So the word haya, get, grab a hold of this, haya means to be. Hayah means to be. It also means to become. It means to exist. It means to exist, to be, to become, to exist. And it also means, this is really kind of crazy, but you'll get this. Here again, Hayah, let me bring this over here so you can't hold that. It means what? To be. It means uh, to become. It means to exist. Did I spell that right? Praise Jesus. It means to exist, but it also means to fall out. Which means something strange, but stay with me. You're going to grab a hold of this, okay? So when the Lord says, uh, let there be light, he's saying, let light exist. Let light come to be. Let light fall out. Now, this is something that is very peculiar. He is not creating light here. How do we know that God's not creating light? Because here again, let or haya is not a creative word. And we know that the Bible declares, uh, even in 1 John, you can write this down, 1 John 1, verse number 5, uh, it says, uh, this, is the, this, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Okay? So what we see happening here in verse number one, now grab a hold of this. What we see happening here, verse, verse number one, we see how the Father is allowing what he is to show forth in this natural world. Let it appear. Uh, The word haya also means to appear. Let it appear. Let it come to be. Let it exist. Let my light, what I am, fall out of the spirit, the unseen, and now into the seen. Does that make sense? So, God is light, and if we say this is the the third heaven where the Father is, now, if you can understand something, there is an invisible veil, an invisible curtain, if you will, an invisible curtain that separates the, uh, we say also the supernatural, supernatural, supernatural or the unseen from the on the other side of here where we live we live in the natural side 
the natural and also the seen side. There are things going on right now that you cannot see. Okay, angels are part of the unseen, but can be seen when the Lord allows it to be so. Okay, the spirit of God is unseen. Okay, but can manifest himself when he chooses to. So there are two realities now. There's an unseen and a seen. God's light existed in the in the unseen, the supernatural, and in verse number what? Verse number 3. I believe verse number three, when he declares, let there be light, he's simply saying, I will allow me to be seen over here now. Okay? What I am will now exist in both realms, in both realities. Okay? Uh, We're getting there? All right. Now, This light is not the sun. This is not talking about sunlight. Go back into Genesis. Let's go back into Genesis and let's look. Let's look at um, the fourth day. Genesis 14. Genesis 1, 14. Are you ready? Genesis 1, verse 14 says... And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also and God let them rather and God set them in the firmament that is in the in the outer space. God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Verse 18 to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the day from rather divide the light from darkness and God saw that it was good and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So this light that God created here on the first day is not the sun, the greater light that rules the day. We know that's called the sun. The lesser light to rule the night is called what? The moon. Okay. So God made the sun and the moon on the fourth day of creation. All right. He allowed them to become to come to pass on the fourth day of creation. All right. So this first appearance of light on the first day, again, is not natural light. Okay. now there is a difference. There is a difference between a supernatural light and a natural light. Okay. Uh, Everywhere in in the seen realm. Now, you've got to get this. So y'all stay with me today. Everywhere in the seen realm, light has a source. If this room were dark and I lit a candle and I put it here, we could all look and see the source of light in this room is coming from the candle. Right. Uh, These lights that are on right now, the source of light are coming from all these light bulbs. On the fourth day of creation, they could see the source of light was coming from the sun or from the moon. 
on the first day of creation, the source of light came solely from God. Solely from him. There was no other source of light. He was the same light. Now, look at this for a second. Everything else God created is still here. He created people too. And the sky and the water and the fish and the birds and the bees and the trees and all, all of that is still here, right? Please understand that the light that he made on the first day is also still here. I want you to grab a hold of that now. I said made, but not made, but what the light that he calls to exist in this reality is still here. Go back. Let's go back now. Go back to um, go back to Genesis again. Genesis and uh, verse three. It says again, "Let there be light." Calls the light to come. The Father Himself using His Word, right? Speaking Word. So the Word here is the appearance of Christ. It is Christ or His Word that brings the light from this dimension to the next, to what we can see. Okay. The Father speaks words, okay? The Word, the Bible, we know that in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We know in Colossians 1, 15 through 20, we just read it, that everything was created through Him and for Him. So God the Father spoke a Word, spoke the Word. The Word comes forth, and what is the first thing that the Word brings to pass? The Word brings... Light from this side to that side. He brings the light of God from the unseen to the seen. What a prophetic picture is that? And what does Jesus do when he comes? He brings the light of God. He comes from the heavenly place. We know the Father made him a body there in the Virgin Mary, but Jesus existed well before his birth on earth he existed with the father and the same was the in the beginning with God and the same was God so the light comes from heaven and is born of a virgin and we see him walking the earth as a matter of fact the Lord shows us a, a, a humongous picture of this in uh, Matthew 17 you can write this down Matthew 17 verses 1 and 2 it says this it says this And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. Here's Jesus being transfigured. Now, the word transfigured there in the Greek is metamorpho. Uh, We get the English word metamorphosis, which means to be changed. Jesus was changed. And what, what changed about him? It says, and his face did shine as the sun. And his raiment, or that is his clothing, was light, rather was white as light. Jesus tells us he is also the light of the world. What light is he showing? It is the light of the Father that the Lord allowed to come to pass from the unseen to the seen realm. To shine, his light would now shine. Shine on what? Going back into Genesis, what is the light shining on? The light is shining on this dark planet here. 
His light is shining on the darkness. Okay? Now, this is incredible. Now, we're almost done for the day. Are y'all still with me today? So let's go back for a moment. So we know that Jesus is the light. He is. He is the one that brings the light of the Father so that all humanity, so that we can have light. Remember, when you think about this earth in Genesis, think about humankind. The Father allowed his light to shine upon the earth. He allowed his light to shine upon man. In the beginning, it was his spiritual light. The essence of who he is, he allowed to shine. And he also brought the essence of who he is through Christ. Remember, uh, the, the disciples, one of the disciples asked, uh, asked him, Philip asked the Lord, Lord, show us, Jesus, show us the Father. Show us the Father. And Jesus said, have you been so long with me, Philip, that you haven't seen him? He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. You have seen it. You have seen him. Jesus, again, is the, was the uh, visible image of the invisible God as he was walking there upon the earth. Hope I haven't lost you. There is so much more I can show you. We'll go just for a few more minutes. Again, in verse number three, Genesis 1, 3, it says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Then, I want you to see this, then he separated or divided the light from the darkness. Light is the only thing that can separate or divide darkness. So we see here on first, we see here how God releases his substance, what he is, into a natural world that pushes darkness back that pushes darkness back or away into its proper place. So in essence, what the Lord is saying, when you put him first in your life, what happens? One, your world becomes a whole lot brighter. Two, you will see the spirit of God beginning to hover over a life. The Holy Spirit is there. What is he waiting on? Why is he just hovering over the planet? Why is he just hovering over mankind? Why is he still here today just hovering over mankind? He's waiting on man to receive a word. He's waiting on man to receive the light that comes from the Father. So here's the, here's the appearance of the Holy Spirit and the light of God has come in the form of Jesus Christ. And when the individual receives that light, what happens when they receive the light? That means Jesus comes first. And what happens at that point? The waters begin to recede. All the flooding and all of that stuff, all this begins to recede and you begin to have an atmosphere, begin to have sky, things are begin, beginning to be placed in proper order in your life. So when a life is out of order, when you feel as though you are drowning, that tells me that Christ has not been proclaimed as first in that particular area of your life. Are you hearing? Let me break this down further and then we're going to close out for today. I really don't want to lose you. Again, 
In the first mention of the word first, we see the activity of the Holy Spirit and God separating light from darkness. He says, let there be light. Let me, who I am, my light, God is light. Let me now exist in both realities. Let there be light. This is a spiritual light. This is not the sun or the moon. But this is the essence of God that is now existent in both places, that he is allowing to exist in both places. This is a light, and this light is the only thing that can push away the darkness. Are you hearing? All right. Therefore, the first, again, is the what happens on the first day is the preeminence or we can say what happens on the first is the presence or power or the light of God, the essence of God is released into a natural world or a natural situation to divide the darkness and push it away into its proper place. This happens to us also as we put Christ first. Listen, God forever establishes the presence of light from a spiritual or supernatural source. He calls into existence a light that is not rooted in the natural world. His light is not rooted here. He allows him, his light, he allows himself to be seen on this side. He allows the unseen thing to be seen in the seen realm. Does that make sense to you? He establishes a spiritual light that shines upon a physical darkness. All right. Now let me wrap all this up. Our lives as humans can be very dark. Uh, What does a dark life look like? A dark life looks like one that is without purpose, uh, someone that is wandering, maybe also in depression, fear, always aggravated, always frustrated. A dark life is one that is marked by uh, bitterness and unforgiveness. A dark life is marked also by one that is constantly negative. The world would also, the world would call it this way, one, the person that constantly has bad luck all the time. There's a dark cloud hovering over the individual where nothing ever seems to work. It is a life that is void, life that is empty, a life that is formless. Once this light, once this life, L-I-F-E, once this life receives the light of God and you receive the life of God. Now, this is a very particular way. Once you receive the light of God you re- and you receive the light of God through your confession, first and primary, through your confession, you have to confess Christ as Lord. Amen. He said, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, You welcome the light of God in your life through your belief in him and also by your confession. Not by belief only, but by belief and by confession. What happened in the very beginning? God said and light came. 
What happens in the beginning of your life? You believe and you also say. And when you say, you will welcome that light that is still very much in existence. You welcome God's light into your life. Are you hearing? Again, let me tell you, the trees are still here. The animals are still here. People are still here. Everything else, planets are still here. Stars are still here. Everything that God created is still here. And also that spiritual light that he created him, the essence of himself that he allowed to be seen in this reality is still here. It's still here. And when you receive Jesus, you'll have a picture of what the Lord says there in the book of Isaiah, verse number, uh, chapter 60, verse one. He says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And you'll also understand once you receive Jesus and the Lord turns around and says to you, uh, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. Are you hearing? He calls us the salt of the earth and he calls us the light. He calls us the light. You are the light of the world. You are. Christ in us is that light. That light is still shining right now. So when you place Christ first in your life, you can expect darkness to begin to back up. You can begin to see, you'll begin to see a separation of light and darkness, a division of light and darkness, a cutting away. You'll see a haya. You'll see a haya. You'll see a haya. So if darkness, if you are overwhelmed by darkness in your life, if there are several areas in your life that you just feel overwhelmed, yes, I can tell you now, there is no haya. Right, There's no haya. When there is a haya from God, darkness will be separated. And so the struggle in this moment at this time is placing Christ first and the devil will, will fight you tooth and nail. Because he does not want the darkness to be divided off of your life. He does not want God to utter hayah. Because once the father utters the hayah, he'll have to go back. But that word won't proceed in your life until you first agree with it. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop there in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10 Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.